Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. More of your phone calls a little bit later. Our next guest is already a Hall of Famer. It was two years ago he went into the World Golf Hall of Fame. This Friday night here in the capital city of Raleigh, he will go into the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame. He is from one of the greatest golf families that we've ever seen in this part of the country. He still does well as an active golfer. Don't forget that part. But he started a golf course design company long ago. He's a father of two, now a grandfather of three. He was an All-American for the Tar Heels, a major champion on the PGA Tour. Davis Love III, congratulations and welcome to the David Glenn Show. How are you? Great, David. How are you? I'm doing really well. I think of Good. you as a family guy all the time. How do you put into words, uh, I unfortunately did not get to meet your late dad, uh, who died tragically more than 30 years ago, but you and your son win golf tournaments together. You're a three-time grandfather now. Uh, I imagine dad would be smiling, whether it's celebrating uh, the Ryder Cup victory a few years ago or Friday night's induction into the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame. Yeah, he would he would be very happy with the way things are going family wise for sure. He'd be happy with me having three great grand or three grandkids and him him having three great ones. But um you know, my mom's enjoying it and our whole family's enjoying a very blessed family life and then obviously golf's been good to us and um the state of North Carolina's been great to us, which they will be again on Friday. You know, I didn't live in North Carolina very long, but right. went to Carolina and Won a lot of golf tournaments there and have a lot of fans there, so it's going to be a fun week. Well, given that you've already been in other halls of fame, what did make it special when you got the call from the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame, given that time in Chapel Hill and at least some other stretches here in the Tar Heel State? Well, I was, I was born in Charlotte. My dad was a pro at Charlotte Country Club, um, and the members of the Charlotte country club and the members of the first baptist church of charlotte introduced my mom and dad and um so i got my start in north carolina and then obviously went to school there so so i've been near and dear to my heart and i grew up wanting to not play golf at north carolina but i wanted to go to north carolina because i wanted to watch basketball <laughs> and so they didn't have to recruit me very hard for golf i've been a because of my mom and the family, I'd always been a Tar Heel fan. And so it was great for me to get to go to school there. And then, you know, obviously wins in Greensboro and playing so much in the state um, all those years. It's, uh, it's, it's my second home for sure. Davis Love the Third is joining us. You can follow him on Twitter at Love3D. Friday night, he and 11 others uh, will be the class of 2019, Dale Earnhardt Jr., former ACC Commissioner Gene Corrigan, uh, great college football coach Rod Broadway, among others. If I remember correctly, you would have been a high school senior somewhere in Georgia when Dean Smith and the Tar Heels with that Michael Jordan guy uh, won it all in 1982. Uh, you overlapped with, you know, here's one of the greats of golf overlapping with one of the greats all time in basketball, Michael Jordan. Uh, did you guys know each other then? Or, of course, you know, we've seen you together in Ryder Cup contexts and others. How has that gone over the years? Well, um, both of us got a little busy with our careers, so we haven't done a whole <laughs> lot together over the years, other than, uh, like you said, Ryder Cup. He's at every one. He's a. Um, a big fan and a big supporter. He's helped Fred Couples, you know, with the President's Cup. He's always around and done a lot for me with the teams that I captained. But um, we didn't 
as much teach him how to play golf. We got him started in golf. His roommate, Buzz Peterson, yeah. um, was a big golfer. And then really most of the team played golf. You know, Roy Williams was assistant. My dad was given Coach Smith lessons. So it was a big basketball and golf synergy back then. But um, the, unfortunately, we taught Michael how to gamble at golf before we taught him how to play golf. Yeah. He kept score for us. He kept score for us. So he he learned about things like presses and and um, and betting before he learned how to play, which he's carried on for his whole golf career. But uh, I I love it. There's so many guys. Um, Adam Wainwright, the pitcher for the Cardinals that grew up on St. Simon, he never asked me anything about baseball. Do you want to go to a baseball game? He's always talking to me about golf. Guys, all the Atlanta pitchers that we we knew. They don't care anything about talking about their sport. They want to play, talk about, all right, let's talk about golf. And so it's neat that our sport for every professional yeah. sport is the one that they gravitate to. So Michael and I had a great relationship, and he's, he's been a big supporter of, of golf all around. It's funny. I would have you back for a separate interview just to tell some of those stories, but I am going to force you to make this interview mostly about you because you're going into the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame. With that in mind, you probably remember this about Coach Smith. He used to say that it was more impressive for him to win, say, a regular season ACC title than getting hot for, you know, three days at the ACC tournament. And when I think of your career, Davis, I mean, I, I, I celebrate you as the team captain for the Ryder Cup three years ago. Uh, you had that individual success at the college level with the Tar Heels. Uh, you were a, a major winner, but you were also one of the top 10 or so golfers in the world for almost, I, what, all of the 90s and much of the, two, the earlier part of the 2000s. You know, I don't know if it's like your children you, you know, and grandchildren, you love them all the same, but, but what sort of sits atop your list of the things you say, wow, you know, I'm really, really glad or proud that I was able to pull that off. Well, um, making so many Ryder Cup and President's Cup teams now, it seems like every year we have a Ryder Cup or a President's Cup, they become more important. Yeah. So looking back to say that I played on 12 of those teams, you know, now Phil's played on 20 of them. That, that's a highlight of, of our careers, being on an international team. We don't get like the basketball or football guys we don't get that team atmosphere very much right. so that's highlight you know winning the pga championship winning a major puts you in a different club um if you win 20 events on the pga tour you become a lifetime member and until i did that that didn't mean anything to me mm. but afterwards you think i'm exempt the reason you see me playing <laughs> on the pga tour events as a 55 year old guy is i'm exempt from from a lifetime exemption uh, VJ Singh or, um, you know, Phil Mickelson will be able to do that. Obviously, Tiger Woods, he's gotten four lifetime exemptions with 80 wins. But that is a major accomplishment. And when players like Jack Nicklaus or Arnold Palmer down the list, guys that I admired, they congratulated me for being a lifetime member. That's that's a pretty huge deal. So I've been, I've been around a long time. A lot of that just means that I'm old and I've hung in there. <laughs> but, um, I'm uh, I'm proud of my length of my career and that I can still go out and every once in a while, you know, make some cuts and finish in the top 10 on the PGA Tour, sneak one in every once in a while like I did in Greensboro at 51 and actually win one. Davis Love the Third, 1997 PGA champion, two-time Masters runner-up and from about 90 1990 through about 2006 
He was way high in the world golf rankings, peaking at number two overall over the course of that incredible two-decade uh, two long stretch. There are certain age brackets that might remember you as the star with the Tar Heels. I remember the, the long-term success that you just described there. There may be younger people, Davis, who think of you as, as the guy who helped turn around Team USA uh, after a stretch where, heck, it felt like Amer the Americans won almost all the time, and then there was a long period where it felt like the Americans lost almost all the time, and there you were as the captain in 2016. Uh, is it like what other coaches have said, uh, that you know they were less nervous as a participant, uh, where I guess you can control more? Uh, were you more nervous as the captain of Team USA three years ago? Because that's one heck of a crowning achievement as well. Yes, you're, you're exactly right. Playing is way easier than being the coach. You know, one of um, the great things they say in hockey is all you can do is open the door and let them out yeah. to go play. And that's that's what it feels like. The guys tee off, and you really can't help them. I, I, I know two or three examples where I've gone out and talked to a player on the course during a Ryder Cup or President's Cup and then come back and talk to him that night and go, that didn't help at all, did it? They go, no. Yeah. <laughs> he, just made, he just made me more nervous. So it's hard in golf. You can't fire your guy up or you can't tell him to change his game plan. Um, you know, you can obviously go out and be supportive. But what we learned after 2014, a bunch of us, Tiger, Phil, Jim Furyk, Steve Stricker, we all sat down in a room with the PGA of America and said, what do we need to do to get better at this? And basically it was communication, um, continuity. So we, Phil Mickelson, Ricky Fowler, Raymond Floyd, we all came up with a plan, and we basically built USA basketball for USA golf. Mm. So my time around Dean Smith, Roy Williams, Coach K, watching them build team ba USA basketball has really helped us. Now, we're consistent in things we do. We're not going to win every time, um, but we're consistent in the things we do. We're all working as a team. I will not be part of Tigers' President's Cup team this year, but I'm going to have some influence. I'm going to help them along. I probably might be involved a little bit more in the Ryder Cup for Steve Stricker, but we have consistency and continuity to our team golf now, which Team Europe, frankly, had before us. And so we're learning. It's that, and to answer your question, that is my biggest thrill is one, to help put that together, yeah. and two, be picked by the, those guys to be the captain in 16 to kind of kick it off. And so 15, 16, 17, we won. 18, we lost famously in Paris, but right. we are doing better. We feel like we're on a roll, and I'm looking forward to President's Cup in Australia this year. One more really cool part of your story. Davis Love III joining us on his way into the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame. That ceremony is on Friday night. At a relatively young age, you got into the golf course design business even as you were still one heck of a PGA Tour pro. And then more recently, I mean, it's not like you're a senior citizen, but I, I hear PGA Tour pros refer to you as Uncle Davis. So you're clearly a mentor, you know, beyond, say, your own son, Drew, where I've seen you win tournaments. And then you created, I forget when, the Davis Love Foundation, where last I saw through the RSM Classic and other things, I mean – I saw a number like $10 million in charitable money has flowed through that foundation. At what point as a young man did you decide, man, I'm going to be sort of this walking, talking uh, corporation that helps change the world in some ways, even as I'm playing a game that I love? Well, 
that's a great question. What happens on the PGA Tour, if you play for a while, you end up realizing that it's not about you. It's about all these tournaments, week in and week out, raising money for charity. And when you go to Phoenix and they say we raised twelve million for charity, when you go to Dallas and they raise ten million, you just see it over and over and over again. So players like myself or Tiger Woods, we have the opportunity to continue that. Like Jack Nicklaus built his yeah. own tournament, Arnold Palmer built his own tournament. So I I built my own tournament in my hometown, and we are the smallest market on the PGA Tour. So our numbers won't be quite <laughs> you know what the big ones are, but we have a huge economic impact for that week in our hometown. We have a huge charity impact in our hometown and we provide an opportunity for those players that week to play in a PGA tour event. So I'm just following along. Hey, I didn't make any of this up. Mm. <laughs> I'm just going along and doing what the players from Byron Nelson, obviously in Dallas, Jack and Arnie, um, right down the list. Tiger's now doing that in LA. His foundation raises tons of money for charity. So um, that's what the PGA Tour is all about, uh, is about giving back. And whether it's a Monday Pro-Am there in Raleigh that some of the guys support or it's a PGA Tour event in Charlotte this week, the Wells Fargo, or in Greensboro, they are just there to raise money for charity, and I'm happy to, to be involved in that. One thing you've always been about is just kind of class and grace and, and uh, um, saying and doing the right things. I wonder where that comes from because it's almost like a two-part question. Is it from mom and your late dad and it's just how you were raised? Is it because the sport of golf sort of demands most of the time, you know, gentlemanly behavior? And, of course, the part two of the question would have to be, we need to know, like, when did Davis Love the Third get mad and just do something that the rest of us can identify with. Anybody who's ever competed, man, I, you are just unbelievably even-keeled on the outside, however things might be churning on the inside. Well, my kids will tell you some stories <laughs> they like when, I, when I got mad, uh, and my wife. But um, my dad was the ultimate description of a golf professional. Hmm. There's pro golfers like me that play golf for money, and then there's golf professionals that run the game teach the game my dad came up with the great harvey Penick that taught ben crenshaw and tom kite he was the epitome of class and excellence in golf my dad tried to emulate that i was the, it was required of me that i acted like that so to answer one of your earlier questions my dad would be most proud yeah. that i won the Payne stewart award mm. that i won the bob jones award that i went into the world golf hall of fame because that isn't all about the scores you shoot and the tournaments you win right so i again I'm just following the example that was put before me, and that's I, I'm I'm blessed that hey my mom was a secretary to the pastor of the First Baptist Church in Charlotte, and my dad was the head pro at Charlotte Country Club, Atlanta Country Club. People that stood for something and for tradition and culture and honor and um, deportment, and I was that was just expected of me. So I was very very lucky to have great leadership and. So when you say Uncle Davis, I'm trying to pass that down yeah. to these kids. They want to know about the game and about it's about giving back. I've been five times on the board of the PGA Tour um, because they've given me so much. I'm just trying to give back. So you answered your own question. It came from my mom and my dad and, um, and from the tour players before me. Well, you've been an inspiration. You're even easy on headline writers. Do you know how easy it is to write a headline around the word love? 
I mean, oh, yeah. I, I can turn it. What's love got to do with it? Love conquers all, right? I mean, I don't, well, I don't, I don't know if that's ever worked into a nickname from your fans or, or whatever, but that's that's about as easy as it gets. Yeah, no, but my first tournament I won at University of North Carolina as a freshman was NC State tournament, and they called me David Lowe wins the Wolfpack <laughs> Invitational. So you gotta gotta hang in there for a while for them to get it right. But yeah. Um, I've had some great headlines <laughs> on wins, and uh, I get picked on a little bit too. So um, well, it's it's a form of love, seriously, that you yeah. have shared through your gentlemanly contributions beyond golf. Thank you for the visit okay. on the David Glenn Show. Uh, anything you want to say? As you you know, don't give away any part of your speech or anything, but anything you might want to add as you head to Raleigh for the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame event. Uh, we really appreciate you squeezing us in during such a special week. Uh, no problem. It, well, they say, that, as you said, 11 people going in, and they keep it under four minutes. So that's good for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, that's can, I can make it quick. But I'm excited. Hey, I, I grew up a NASCAR fan. I'm, ex- I'm just going to cool. try to get Dale Jr.'s autograph, right. to get, a picture, pick, get a picture with him. So um, I just want to go before him because everybody's there. Gonna <laughs> see Dale Jr. <laughs> it, it is a star-studded field. Thank you, Davis Love the Third. Follow Thank him you. on Twitter at Love3D. We really enjoyed the conversation here on the David Glenn Show. All right, thank you. Look forward to seeing you guys in North Carolina. You got it. Davis Love the Third, one of the all-time greats from one of the all-time great families 